we are um, going into the review now. I know in these last couple of weeks, we've been beginning with the liquid parts, the biofilm pus, blood, sweat, fat, fat, sweat, blood, um, pus, phlegm, bile. So we've been going forward and backwards, first forward, then backwards, then forward and backwards. And now we're going to begin to do that review, beginning with the head here and going to fat five times in the forward formation. So we'll repeat five times from head here to fat verbally. And then that sets up the conditions for us in the second um, skill and learning of knowing it mentally, saying it silently within us, and then we'll begin to go into the color, the shape, um, into these parts. So this is more of a review week, actually for the next few weeks before we come back to the last grouping of liquids with tears. So for now, reciting five times in this forward rotation, head, hair, body, hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat. Head, hair, <clears throat> body, hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat. Head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat. Head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat, head, hair, body, hair, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, fat. And now five times silently. That's all right. So we're going to just, um, I'd like to just offer a little bit of review of all of these parts, just picking out some of the fine points. 
and this will take a little bit of time and then for the remaining you're welcome just to feel which part you're feeling drawn to so that we can begin in time to leave out the parts that are less compelling and moving into the parts that are more compelling it's kind of an archaic term this is called successive leaving which means leaving out these parts that are less compelling and again moving into those that are but first let's just touch upon each of these parts that um, just to help us to begin to get in touch with them and again with this practice we're being mindful of what perhaps gets evoked personally yes each of these parts perhaps has some stories part of our conditioning that's intertwined with these parts and yet other times, of course, the impersonal, like, for example, head hair, thin, flexible shafts of hardened cells protruding from the head, and they serve for the function of uh, protection from ultraviolet light, maybe some thermal regulation to keep ourselves warm. The same can be applied to body hairs. So these are kind of just like the facts about them, if you will, the impersonal facts, the functions, the definitions. And then, of course, we have our different stories some that perhaps made us feel ashamed and all types of things so just sensing into the head hair and into the body hair these thin flexible shafts thread-like outgrowths from the skins of mammals So again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each part, but just to touch upon each one to name a few aspects. So from here in the head and here in the body to nails, fingernails, toenails made of a tough protein called keratin, the same substance that's found in animal hooves and horns. They protect sensitive skin areas underneath, also useful at times for cutting, picking up things. Nails also act as a counterforce. For example, a finger or toe touching an object enhances the sensitivity of the fingertip, of the toe tip. Nails. A tough protein called keratin, the same substance found in animal hooves and horns. And teeth, colors white, rooted in the gums and the mouth. These teeth serve for the organs of chewing food. To cut, to chew, to tear, to grind like a pestle and mortar. Teeth. Skin, the color can be variable from blackish, brownish, yellowish, reddish, whitish. The outer 
largest organ of the body. Over four million pores in the skin, yet in one square inch there lies four yards of nerve fibers and 1,300 nerve cells, 100 sweat glands. Every square inch of the human body of skin has an average of 32 million bacteria on it. Of course, humans shred about 600,000 particles of skin every hour. And skin shields the body against infection, dehydration, injuries, parasites, temperature changes, manufactures vitamin D. The skin acts as a water-resistant barrier so essential nutrients aren't washed out of the body. And yet over the color of the skin, how much suffering has there been? This is the personal and then the impersonal, just what skin is. And underneath the skin, the flesh or muscle, over 900 muscles underneath the skin compose the fibers that affect movement of an organ or a part of the body. It has the properties of elasticity, conductivity, and irritability. Characteristic is its ability to shorten or contract muscle. And the connective tissue or sinews is over 900 tendons and ligaments and cartilages various cushions and bands, strings. These are what helps to connect the body to the bones, to the organs, to prevent friction, the ability to ambulate, to move. Tendons, ligaments, cartilages, connective tissue. And the bones, the human skeleton, consisting of 206 bones, 230 joints in the body so that we can move. The hardest bone is the jawbone. How stubborn we can get. The jaw being so tight. The function, the bones form part of the endoskeleton of the body. They're lightweight and strong. They also store minerals, support important growth factors. Bones support the body and anchors the muscles to facilitate motion. Also, they can serve as a way to protect internal organs such as the skull protecting the brain and the ribs and the sternum protecting the heart and the lungs. Of course, within the bones is marrow, a glutinous tissue, 
found in the long bones. The marrow consists of red or yellow and it's about as, as blood formation, the nutrients within the store, the energy, the formation of blood cells, bone marrow contain those cells that are responsible for the production of red cells, red blood cells, white blood cells and platelets. Kidneys found in the back on each spot side of the spine on the lower back. And these kidneys form urine from urine from blood plasma. They are blood purifiers. And there's the heart hollow muscular contractile organ, the center of our circulatory system, pumping over 300 quarts of blood an hour, provides enough propulsive force to circulate the blood through the entire vascular system over 60,000 miles a day. The liver is found in the right of the stomach, the location, the upper right quadrant, of the abdominal cavity, just resting below the diaphragm. It's the largest internal glandular organ in the body. It has many different properties of digestion, decomposition, assimilation, even has an ability to um, regenerate itself. This is the only internal organ that can regenerate itself to a significant extent. And the diaphragm, a thin, wide, elastic-like membrane and it separates between the abdomen and the chest. It has many functions promoting inhalation and exhalation, also involved in non-respiratory functions, helping to expel vomit, feces, urine. It helps to, uh, to support preventing acid reflux by increasing intra-abdominal pressure. It also enhances blood flow and the venous system and the lymph returning to the heart. The spleen, the elongated sponge-like tissue organ, its function is blood formation, acts as a reserve for red blood cells. It also has some immune function support. Lungs, 
two cone-shaped organs of respiration. The primary purpose is to bring air and blood into intimate contact by two pumping systems, one that moves gas, the other liquid. primary purpose is to bring air and blood into contact so oxygen can be added to the blood and carbon dioxide can be removed. Large intestine, a five foot long canal that connects from the end of the small intestine to the anus, the last part of the digestive system, the transverse ascending and descending colon. The large intestine absorbs vitamins created by the bacteria inhabiting the colon, also absorbing water, compacts feces, stores fecal matter, and gradually eliminated. Small intestine is actually a 33 foot long canal from the duodenum to the large intestine, aiding in the breakdown and digestion of solid and liquid foods, allowing the nutrients to pass into the bloodstream. The stomach, a J shaped pouch a muscular organ where the food is deposited via the esophagus. Once the food is in the stomach, gastric juices, hydrochloric acid, break it down in three to four hours and it's turned into a cream-like liquid called chyme, which is later moved into the small intestine. Feces is the food that is no longer needed and excreted from the body, and yet 50% of it contains energy from the original food, which means that of all the food eaten, a significant amount goes back to feed the ecosystem. Stools can, or feces can also be used in, from the medical world to understand or detect ulcers, cancers, parasites, bacterial infections. Also from, um, you know, for, even for like for crime, like a crime scene, the DNA from the cells of feces can provide vital information. Brain, center of the nervous system composed of neurons consisting of gray and white matter. Connected throughout the nervous system from head to toe to fingertip, the central nervous system. And the brain is the center of this nervous system, more complex than the most powerful computer with over 100 billion nerve cells.
and bile stored in the gallbladder, produced from the liver. It's a digestive juice with an emulsifying action that facilitates the digestion of fats in the intestines. A human liver can produce close to around one quart of bile per day. This phlegm is produced by the respiratory system and expelled by coughing, helping to clear out our passages. It's a water-based gel. It's pus. It's a protein-rich liquid produced during inflammation. So it helps support the healing process of liquid byproduct of inflammation, helping to heal with this infection. Blood Blood moves through the circuit of the vascular system, through the heart, the arteries, the veins, the capillaries, carrying nourishment, electrolytes, hormones, vitamins, antibodies, heat, oxygen, and also taking away waste matter and carbon dioxide. This is menstrual blood. Blood generally consists of 22% solids, 78% liquids. Human body contains about eight to 10 pints of blood. And yet within every square inch, there lies 20 feet of blood vessels. That's why even the slightest little cut at times, so there'll be some bleeding. Again, the human blood travels 60,000 miles per day through the vascular system. And sweat. The salty, watery secretion. Sweat helps cool the body and rids the, of any waste within the skin pores. The amount of sweat is variable then depending on physical activity, atmospheric conditions, can range anywhere from one quart to even two, three, four gallons within a 24 hour period. Sweat. And the last is fat. Which is a stored substance of potential energy and also serves to insulate and support us in during if external temperatures are cold. And so these are the parts that we are working with this week. And my suggestion is to go through each one of them, just to touch base, if you will, and then kind of open it up. Now, which part perhaps is calling to you or something's getting evoked? Following it, trusting your own intuition, your own intelligence. So we enter into some silence now. 
within this fathom-long body with its thoughts and emotions that lies our world. Yes, the personal, the stories, the narratives can get evoked with this. They can be included in the practice to be acknowledged, as well as, of course, perhaps in time, breaking the spells of enchantment and seeing, understanding the body in a more impersonal way. It's, it has its functions and what it does, and, and perhaps the amazement of all that I put onto this. Bring shame and whatever. It's you know interesting. Even fat can be such a charged issue in in our culture, and yet in other cultures, if you're fat, people respect you and feel that wow, you have some extra stored energy. If you if things get sick, if there's not enough food, you're going to live longer. So it's actually esteemed and valued. Yet in other cultures, it's filled with shame. But actually, it's just stored potential energy and has insulin insulation factors. So what we put into this, the personal is amazing. And the impersonal. Being with whatever gets evoked, being present as we go into the silence now. Again, going with what is calling to you, being present.
And so all of these parts of the body interconnected with each other, the parts that are contained within the 32 parts of the body, as well as all the other parts that make this vehicle, this organism that we live inside of. May we just hold this body with compassion and with wisdom. And it is indeed the vehicle that we live inside of and intertwined with all of our stories and identifications that we get to work with and then to investigate this pathway to perhaps the cultivation of greater wisdom and insight, compassion. And to me, one of the most important teachings contained within the Dharma teachings is of of identity itself, or conditioning. The narratives, the stories, the beliefs that we have. And of course, these stories and narratives are built, become part of our personality. And then at times, if with unawareness, get further reinforced and solidified But as we grow in awareness and begin to see the stories that we've identified with, perhaps with this seeing and the growing of deeper understanding, we can be less caught by them. Beginning to see through the story is one of the most liberating and challenging questions we can ask of ourselves is who am I without these stories? the possibilities to see through the conditionings, the beliefs in our own deficiency or inadequacy, seeing through the egocentricity and narcissism, perhaps in time through understanding the conditioning, we begin to see through the conditioning into the unconditioned. It is said that one that awakens, one that experiences awakening, enlightenment, is the one that has lessened and gradually in time eradicated greed and hatred and ignorance that, of course, is intertwined with all of these identifications and stories. And so as we sit with ourselves, we begin to see all these stories emerging and perhaps in time beginning to understand them, being less caught up by them. This merging of the personal, the impersonal, growing in deeper wisdom, growing that deeper understanding that This body is made of solids and liquids and motion and temperature found within the body and in the natural world. And even the sense of separation of outside and inside begins to dissolve. So may there be peace. May we allow ourselves just in these moments to rest with some great peace, great loving kindness. And it's a wonderful way to practice is not even try 
to make loving kindness or try to share it with others. Just allow yourself just to rest in it and invite others to rest with you in it. And just to be held in this heart of goodwill. I have a nice way to do it that way. We don't have to even just allow ourselves to rest in it. This great benevolence of the heart. It's just opening that you can just take some rest in this heart of loving kindness. There's nothing that has to be added or pushed away. Just allowing ourselves to be held, to take rest in this benevolence, in this goodwill. Letting it just nourish our being into our skin, and muscle, and connective tissue, the bone, the marrow, the organs. Just resting, being held in this great heart of benevolence, of loving kindness. Inviting in all beings, inviting in this earth and this world system, this universe, for it all to take rest in this heart of goodness. May there be peace.
as we're coming towards the ending, just sensing into anyone that you know that is going through a hard time, their body, their mind, their heart, and just picturing them and extending to them or inviting them in to take rest in this heart of loving kindness. May they experience deep healing within. Extending this goodwill to those that you know that are struggling, that have some pain, some challenges in life, be it of the body, the mind, emotions, thoughts. And sharing your goodwill with them. Sharing your goodwill with those that we may not know, but know that this suffering, there's been so much senseless tragedies of recent, recently. Shootings and so much pain and fear in this world. Extending our goodwill to all those suffering or in grief or pain those without shelter, those without food, those without enough, those that are scared and isolated, those that are so stuck in their unawareness and fear, wishing goodwill to all beings. May they find the gateways into their hearts and bringing comfort to those in deep grief and shock and despair. Sharing this goodwill with any suffering being, human, non-human. Sharing our goodwill, our compassion for those in pain. May they be free of it or lessen it in any way. Said within this world is this metaphor of the 10,000 joys and sorrows. Whereas Thich Nhat Hanh once said that when I think of the pain, all my tears could fill up all the oceans of the world. And when I consider the joy and the mystery, my heart expands throughout the universe. It's all here. Feeling that sense of the heart expanding, embracing the universe and the tears of pain, it's all here. May we just share this good love for all beings. May there be peace.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.